When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. A dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, hello. It's time for another weekly visit here to Neverland here in the Phantom Nexus. And I, of course, as you heard, am your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. I have got a lot of stuff to be able to share with you this week. We're going to have a great time. Uh, there's something I didn't even know existed. This, uh, like this summer um, video game like uh, kind of conference. I guess this is the replacement for E3. Uh, I don't know if we ever found out what happened to E3 other than they, they quit having it. Uh, the E3 was, of course, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. And last we'd heard anything of it, it was just not being held. So uh, apparently some of the people behind the video game awards have started like a summer games event where it's basically a conference and all the game studios go and they uh, they share what uh, they've got coming out uh, for the rest of the year and for, you know, even 2024. So a lot of news came out of that. I'm mainly going to focus on that. I was planning on continuing our retro look back at old stuff and uh, look at Spider-Man and his amazing friends, but... Part of what I wanted to do with that is actually I've gotten a chance to see uh, the, what was this, Across the Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Man movie, and I have not gotten an opportunity to get out there and see that movie yet, because, uh, you know, last weekend, as you all might remember, or, well, the weekend before last, whatever, but I went to Marceline, as it was in our last show, and uh, this week, uh, Philip wasn't feeling well to be able to co-host, and I wasn't feeling well on Sunday, as it turned out, to be able to record anything, so... Which I, that actually works out nicely because I was able to get another day's worth of news and there's a little bit more audio that I'm going to share with you with some new game announcements and trailers. Uh, so we really have a lot of fun things to talk about on this week's show if you're into video games, which if you're listening to this show, I'm hoping you are into some video games because we've covered quite a bit of it. So uh, hopefully you're going to have a good time. Uh, so we get into the typical stuff. What have you been watching? And I can't say that there's anything particular that I have been watching. <laughs> Other than I, I watch a lot of YouTube uh, here lately, and I, I haven't really watched any uh, new particular shows that I that come to mind off the top of my head that I remember watching and saying, "Ooh, I gotta share with you all what I've been watching." 
Uh, but what have I been playing? Now, that's a whole other different matter. Uh, since uh, we've spoken last, I think I mentioned I was playing the what, the 2018 God of War game, which I've completed. Well, I've, I'll say I've beaten the main story. I won't say completed because a lot of you are aware of, like, you know, there's a YouTube channel called The Completionist where they focus on completing every little aspect of the game. Uh, and getting every trophy, and I'm not really doing that. Uh, but I've I've started up with God of War Ragnarok, and in the middle of that, also I'm kind of dilly dallying around with some other different things. Uh, I've been playing around with the Stanley Parable again. Uh, also getting ready. Well, heck, some news that uh, that came out. Uh, I've been so I've been playing a little bit of uh, the Shredder's Revenge, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh, getting ready for some DLC, which we'll talk about here later. It's uh it's coming up in the news. I'm pretty sure I've got something on that. I think that the trailer was mainly just a audio. But we know if we've got some stuff going on there. Uh, also, we've got some new demos that have uh, popped out. And I was right in the middle of playing the Final Fantasy 16 demo, which uh, it's a few opening chapters of the game. And uh, your save game, actually, when you purchase the game, you can just use your save game and continue where you left off. Uh, so I've been playing with that. Uh, very, you know, interesting. One thing that's been a major focal point of Final Fantasy games, you know, or the series, is the... Uh, very deep story focus. Uh, they usually have very good stories. A lot of, you know, sometimes tragedy and stuff, you know, a lot of good drama. Just, you know, the story really will pull you in. And <laughs> I've, I, uh, I had just about 20 minutes, I think, to play with the demo before uh, Capcom was going to start their program here today that I'm filming it here on this Monday. I'm recording it a day behind. And uh, within that 20 minutes, I only got a chance to do a little bit of traversal, and mainly it was a lot of cutscenes. And the, after I came back, it was more cutscenes, cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. Just I was basically almost like watching a movie. For golly, I don't even know how the how much total time I was watching a movie before it finally got to a point where I actually got some combat training, which actually you, you're. I've, where the story starts, I've gone 13 years in the past uh, to pick up with the main character, uh, Clive. Uh, and basically where he's getting his combat training, and I'm so basically I'm learning how to play the game in the combat situations. But after a little bit of that, uh, I'm going back to another cutscene <laughs> and learning some more stuff, uh, some more story, getting introduced to different characters and things like that. So it's a, a lot of story set up, which, um, you know, I don't mind. You know, if, if done properly, you know, I, I, where video games have arrived now with the amount of story that, and storytelling abilities that you can do, uh, they are like miniature movies now. So I'm um, even getting to where I, uh, there's so many different games coming out that I don't always get to just do repeat playthroughs of games. And I think part of that also is like movie, I can do a repeat watching because it might take an hour and a half to two hours. All the movies are getting longer and longer. Now it's like, oh, we got to make it two hours. We got to be almost three hours, you know, and it's, that's not necessary. It doesn't have to be that long, people. Come on. Uh, but a game anymore where the longest game I think I'd play was, you know, like the original Resident Evil, four hours, you know, that seemed like, wow, that was a long game. Well, that was really great. Now it's like we expect them, and I, I still don't have this expectation. I don't feel like I have to have a game that goes 100 hours or more. But that seems to be the way of games now. The ones that have, like, really good story. You know, you've got 100 hours you're investing in that game, and it ends up making it to where I don't end up coming back to that game because I'm trying to play all these other games that I want to play, and they're going to take me 100 hours each, you know. So it, it starts getting ridiculous. Although, I mean, I am you know, finding some stuff I think that God of War, I think... Well, you know, I don't know how many total hours, but I have looked at, at the Ragnarok, the second one, and I I feel like I'm very early on in the game, but I've looked at total playtime, and I'm, I was over eight hours 
already and the amount of playtime that I've, you know, I haven't gotten to put as much time in it as I would have thought, you know, but I've been at it for over eight hours and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of some of the story on that game. Uh, so, wow. I mean, they really, you know, pack a lot into these. So they're not just, not, not just like watching movies anymore, you know, because they're just longer. It's more of a time investment. It's like going in and doing the entire Harry Potter book franchise. You know, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go through a lot before you've actually finished the game. I bet I bet the uh, Hogwarts Legacy. You could probably spend more time on that game than you would actually just sitting and marathoning all of the movies. I kind of wonder has anybody timed that out? Oh, you know, goodness. But yeah, that's that's kind of the way of things though. But that's why I, I feel like I don't really get to do a lot of repeat playthroughs on a lot of these games that I I, I enjoy. So I've got it, and I've even now. Uh, you know, with the Mass Effect series, I played it on my PS3, and I've got a PS4 updated version uh, that I was like, ooh, neat, because it'll have some of the DLC and all the content maybe that I didn't get a chance to play. And I'm like, well, sometime I'll have to go back and play that again. But I got all these other newer games, and there's still new ones coming out this year, and we're going to talk about all these new things coming out that I don't know. When am I going to have time to go and actually play with this? So, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I don't think the average person has time to, to get through all these games unless you work in the gaming industry or you have a YouTube channel and that's where your income comes from is YouTube and Twitch and you're sitting there just playing games all the time. Uh, but I don't think that many people actually really make a, a decent living on that. I don't know, but you know, I know I wouldn't. I don't think so. <laughs> but I do have a gaming channel, by the way, and I have been sharing uh, a lot of different content on there. Also, uh, we have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which I'm uh, working on. Maybe see if I can get more of the podcast in there. YouTube has got features now where you can declare certain episodes part of a podcast, and they'll treat it like like YouTube music. So I'm going to work on maybe getting some more episodes of that onto YouTube as well, though. We do have the Neverland official gaming channel, and I've been uh, putting a lot of gaming videos on there. Some of them that I've already had put on a different channel, but I'm like, I'm trying to focus where the gaming channel or gaming uh, videos will go. Uh, so I'm trying to get that a bit more going and that kind of thing and, and putting up new game videos. I was... Thinking about the Final Fantasy 16, the demo, uh, putting up my video on that, but oh my goodness, that had more F-bombs in the uh, first 20 minutes than the entire Resident Evil 4 game, uh, which I'm sure had a few F-bombs in there, but wow, uh, quite a bit. And I was like, you know, I don't, uh, I'm trying to run a family-friendly thing, so uh, some stuff I, I'll put just a little bit of on because I do, you know, there are some games I play that's got a lot of language, and I think that's just... That's kind of almost the way of games now. They uh, everything's almost like a, treated like a mature R-rated movie. If you want to get to like the stuff that has like good stories, it's really hard to find good family-friendly content in a game these days. I'm glad I don't have children because I'd have a heck of a time trying to find a game for them to play. I guess you're still safe with Mario, but that's expensive. They don't even allow the um, the used games to go down in price with Mario games and anything Nintendo makes. But that would probably be, I'd only have them playing on a Switch or play maybe some Ninja Turtle games. I have those. Looking at my library, yeah, golly, it's just really hard to find stuff. Because even the Spider-Man games have some language, and it seems like they're going to increase the amount of language in the upcoming Spider-Man 2 game. Just in the uh, bit of footage they've shown, there's been more language than I remember being in the, in the first one. So, you know, he's like, what are you going to have you let your kids play? I, I'm glad I'm not a parent. I have three cats. That's enough for me. Um, but I, I feel for all you parents out there trying to find, you know, games that are appropriate that your kids can play and that you can maybe play with your kids. You know, the Lego franchise has still got good stuff coming out, and you can always play those. And the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga was a lot of fun to play with. So, anyways, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing. Uh, I, I feel like I've gone around about in a lot of different things. Uh, I've picked up a lot, of, a lot of other things that were free for the PlayStation Plus membership. There is a game called Sky that I'm looking forward to playing that's um, it's by the same makers who did uh, a game called Journey. I don't know if you ever played that one, but Journey was like a, you, you can't really lose at it. I mean, I had a few puzzles to solve on the way, but uh, 
you would go along on this just journey, and it was telling this story uh, in a way without words, but you kind of got a story by the music and what you're going through. But you would come across other people who were on the journey, and it turns out these other people you're running into were other players. And Sky is supposed to be something similar to that, so I'm looking forward to giving that a shot when I get a chance. And uh, I don't know when that'll be, because I want to finish Ragnarok, and I'm also playing some demos. I also have a demo uh, I did already play through at the upcoming Alone in the Dark reboot, I guess? Where they're kind of, it looks like they're trying to tie back into the original game a bit. And uh, they did release a sort of a demo, but it's also a prologue, which I think uh, is like Alone in the Grace or Grace in the Dark, something like that. You're playing as a little girl, and it was very short, very, very short. Uh, but you get to see a little bit of some of the puzzles on there, some of the monsters and things you might encounter, the spooky things going on. The, the thing I found very strange about this demo is. The scary, spooky, whatever monstrous kind of things would happen around this little girl, and she didn't, you know, get scared or anything. It seems, it seems like this is a normal occurrence. She's used to this sort of thing. Like, oh, oh, there's that thing again. All right, well, I guess I better go over here so it doesn't get me. All right, but the, that's, I don't know if that was on purpose. If it is, then how often is this kind of thing happening to where this doesn't freak anybody out? Because if this was happening in real life, if you had uh, one open doorway that looked like it was going outside, and then all of a sudden it closes and the door opens up, and now it's just the bathroom. I'd be a little suspicious, but this little girl is just like, whatever, you know. And I found that to be very odd, so I'll, I'll, we'll get some answers, I suppose, when the full game comes out. Uh, but I've also got a demo for something called the, uh, what, the Deception of P? Something like that. Uh, the Lies of P, which has um, some sort of ties into a Pinocchio, not Disney's Pinocchio, obviously. But they took some of the concepts of Pinocchio and came up with their own ideas where Geppetto has made this this puppet to uh, help save the world from something, I guess. I don't know. I haven't played with the uh, demo. I have seen online where people have put the entire playthrough on there, and it's over two hours. So uh, that'll be one of the things on. I'll take some time maybe on the weekend and sit down for two hours and play it, which might be the case with this Final Fantasy 16 demo that I started playing with here this, uh, this evening after work that uh, it might be going on that way. I don't know, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing with, uh, and uh, continuing on from speaking of some games, uh, really, the news that I have is pretty much all games. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Well, the first thing that I have for you isn't actually a video game news. Uh, I actually came across this. Uh, you can find this on MovieWeb uh, and a lot of other different places if you look for the Ghostbusters franchise celebrating its 39th year. Uh, and there's a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife coming this December called Ghostbusters Firehouse. They've been filming it in the UK since March, and they've recently moved the production over into New York, although I guess they, they're probably getting slowed down a little bit in New York due to the uh, the weather, we'll say, around over there. Uh, but they still, they're planning to have this thing released here in December. But Sony has released a poster here where you've got uh, kind of the typical Ghostbusters logo, but it um, looks like it's been iced over, and... Uh, kind of almost like it would be in motion, like the ice is kind of going uh, kind of crosswise, slantwise, upward and to the right when you look at it. Uh, like maybe the, the symbol has been falling in it or it's been hit by something icy. 
that's about all we know. The uh, details about the film's plot remind, remain a mystery despite all the buzz surrounding it, it says here in this article. Uh, but you can look some of this up. Uh, Sigourney Weaver has confirmed she's not appearing in this. It is believed the full original trio of Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd will return in the new film. Uh, well, believed and are as two different things. Now, Ernie Hudson, I figure, has to show up. He's very much a part of moving him back into the firehouse. And from what I've been seeing, they've had the Ecto-1 uh, new engine in it, and they've been driving it around New York, and I've seen some people have been getting some footage of it, and they've stooped up that engine like you wouldn't believe. So, uh, But we're coming up on, wow, the 40th anniversary. Can you believe that next year? Wow, my goodness. So, yeah, but that is coming up, and uh, I, I, golly, I thought I would have heard something about it, but I hadn't heard anything about that, so this was kind of new information for me. Um, so, very, very excited and everything to see. Well, I'm, I don't know when we're going to start getting that teaser for that. I mean, because that's coming out this this year, December, and they're still they're still filming. I guess they're, you know, prepared with some of the effects or something already, because I would have think that, you know, it used to take a lot longer to make these movies. Anyways, uh, let's get into some, uh, this isn't necessarily, it's going to be a lot like you're going through the trailer park, but we're not in our trailer park segment because we're not talking any movies other than, well, we just talked about Ghostbusters, but we're going to talk some video games, and there's been a lot of trailers that came out over the weekend for a lot of different games. Here's one, of course, that I'm super excited about, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth as part of the Summer Game Festival. We're still here at the scene of this terrible disaster caused by a massive tornado which swept through sectors 0, 1, and 2. Amidst the wreckage of the expressway, search and rescue operations are already in progress. Wow. Just look at it all. It's so green. Even after everything we've done to it, it's still going strong. It may look that way, but in reality, it's barely hanging on. I was wondering, what's Cloud been doing these past five years? Where's he been? And you're asking me this? This is gonna sound crazy, but as far as I know, Cloud was never in Nibelheim five years ago. The life stream. It is the very essence of our star. The blood coursing through its planetary veins. According to Hojo, they're connected to Sephiroth. Shadows of the Man, I believe he called them. Sephiroth was in Midgar. We fought him. Whatever happened, He's alive. But why come back now? After five years, doing who knows what. Well now, think we woke it up. Angered it more like. Feast your eyes on the Turks' latest and greatest. She may be new, but she's still a Turk.
Keep her away from me! They say she's a monster. That she can peer inside you. Into the very depths of your soul. That she can become those you hate. Those you fear. Those you love. have been going bonkers and the fact that at the end of this trailer it says it's going to be early 2024 and it's two discs people have been like oh my gosh it's got to be so big with two discs oh my gosh uh the uh the remake game that came out back 2020 two discs one is an install disc the other's a play disc i'm pretty sure this won't be any different that's still a good size game and a lot of fun stuff but Come on, it's not two discs like it would have been back in uh, 97 when the original game came out, right? Where the entire story took place on two discs, right? Uh, but let's see here. It says, this in this standalone adventure, Cloud Strife and his friends have escaped the dystopian city of Midgar and embark on a new journey across the wide world of Gaia to pursue the vengeful swordsman Sephiroth. Oh, that's pretty much stuff we would have known if we were uh, familiar with this game franchise anyway, or at least this uh, particular game, the Final Fantasy VII. You know, nothing new on there, but oh my goodness. What is interesting is you see at the beginning of this, which if you go and check this out, maybe you've already seen this. Or if you haven't, maybe you're going to go look for it now. I don't know. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, you see the characters like being loaded onto helicopters like they're all incapacitated. Like, they're being hauled off like an ambulance style from Midgar. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a falsified story from Shinra to try to say, oh, yeah, those people that caused the problem, see, look, they're all dead, see? Uh, or if that's something that's going to actually happen. Because there seems to be a lot of deception going on. Uh, if, if you're familiar with the original game, Sephiroth does a lot of things to mess with Cloud's head, including this conversation you kind of hear at the end. And pointing it, you know, it shows part of the flashback Tifa has from five years ago that Nibelheim, that she does, she's not aware that Cloud was there, and Cloud's memories are kind of messed up. But Cloud was there. If you got a chance to play Crisis Core, you get to play through the incidents at Nibelheim. But Tifa was struck down and, and, and cut by Sephiroth. And in the original game, you know, she, she just survived. And this, Sephiroth seems to be playing to the seed. I'm pretty sure I killed her. Who is this person you think is Tifa now? Because there's whoever she is, and it might be Genova. Uh, who's knows your fears and your 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 who you hate and who you love that kind of thing and stuff like that. So uh, I'm kind of interested to see where that might be going. But I think it's another you know some lives of Sephiroth messing with Cloud's head to get him some distress between him and Tifa. So a lot of interesting things going on there. This game now it got pushed back into 2024, which is fine because it gives me time to play Spider-Man Two and maybe get my platinum on that one before I start playing on this game. So I like having a little bit of extra time to do stuff. Here's something I did not expect, uh, although the, the trailer I got only mentions the Xbox, and you're going to hear the Xbox sound effect. Now I'm, I'm you know, a PlayStation player right now. Uh, so I'm hoping this is not an Xbox exclusive because uh, I'm actually kind of curious. There's Our that Xbox story sound. is more than what hobbits and elves know. It is time we told it ourselves. With hammer and axe, we mine and scout. Across Middle-earth, delving for riches. 
Yet the greatest treasure remains out of our reach. Moria! Fellow dwarves, rally together. It's time we took back our home. Okay, this is expected fall of 2024. It has. I, I did see while I was looking at the Xbox trailer that there is a specific page for the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Uh, this did not have an Xbox thing in front of it. Uh, this is the first gameplay trailer for The Lord of the Rings at Return to Moria, the only survival crafting game set in the fourth age of Middle-earth, the iconic fantasy world created by J.R.R. Tolkien. And you did recognize the voice of Gimli there, right? Uh, John, uh, John Riz Davies back there as the voice. I, I'm figuring it's Gimli because if you recall, if you've read the books, it does mention how Gimli does go back and they try to retake Moria. Uh, I'm going to look here at the end and see if it mentions... Yes, PS5. It will be on the PS5 as well as the Xbox. So, good. Because uh, <laughs> I definitely want to check this out. Uh, don't know. There's there's just a little bit of gameplay. It was only like a minute long tease, you may have noticed. And you see just a little bit of kind of making a main hub area, kind of building some different stuff, maybe setting up some new workshops to make new things. And also, I guess you're going to venture out and fight different kind of creatures like spiders, probably a lot of orcs and stuff like that, and uh, uh, even maybe a Balrog or two. Either way, this could be good, and hopefully it turns out better than... Uh, I have not played it, but I have not heard anything good about that Gollum game that came out here uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Apparently it did not turn out very very good. Uh, oh, but here, uh, I'm just going to let this speak for itself. This is just the full presentation they gave for Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, I think there's even... Uh, it's at least an announcement trailer, but yeah, just take a listen to this. This fall, Marvel Games and Insomniac are set to bring Spider-Man 2 exclusively to PlayStation 5. Sounds like you guys are a little hyped, so to tell us more is Brian Intahar, Game Director at Insomniac. Brian, thanks for coming by. I know you guys are deep in development. First of all, it looks like we have some uh, fancy art behind us. This yeah. is, is this the box? This is the box art. This okay. is, you know, this is it. Here it is. I mean... It has two on the box for a reason because yeah. this game features two Spider-Men, so we're really excited about it. Absolutely, uh, Peter and Miles, uh, we're so excited about this, um, you know, experience that you guys are doing with these sort of two characters. Uh, we saw some great gameplay at the PlayStation Showcase, but I want to talk about the two villains. I think in the game that we're, there may be more. Who there knows, are more. But, <laughs> there are more out there. I two promise. main ones, but uh, we have some new art to show. Of uh, we obviously Craven. We got the reveal at the, uh, the yep. PlayStation event. So tell us a bit about uh, him and how he factors. So Craven's very different from any character we've done. He's not, you know, he's not powered by magic or you know tech. He's just the best hunter in the world, and he's coming to New York for his greatest hunt. And yeah. what's better than all of the Marvel characters that live in New York City? So Peter Miles. And others, he's on the hunt. And others, dot, dot, dot. Yes, uh, yes. But uh, Venom also, obviously, uh, you know, Symbiote is a part of this whole story, as we saw in the gameplay. Oh, oh there you go. 
good reaction to the art. Uh, I'm I glad you're happy. I'm I don't know how much you're going to tell us about Venom. Is this, uh, can you tell, is this is an Osborne Venom? Can you tell us what's the origin of uh, Eddie Brock Venom? Or? It is not Eddie Brock. Okay. It is not, it is not Eddie Brock. Okay. Um, our goal was to tell an original story, something yes. you haven't seen in the comics or the movies yet. Obviously, wow. we love Venom for a reason. Yeah. All those things you love about the character are going to be there, but how the story plays out, who is Venom, you have to play the game to see how it goes. Really? Out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, there's a bit of a tease. Now, yep. obviously, the, the, the symbiote is a big part of the gameplay, and, and one of the things I think we were all struck with the footage that you showed at the PlayStation Showcase was uh, you know, how that is going to really impact the gameplay when you're playing as you know, Peter. So tell us a bit about that and how you know, the gameplay is going to be dramatically different. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw it in just the, the raw power, the strength, and even the transformation of, of Peter's moves in that in that in that gameplay reveal. Yeah. You know, he's you know, we call him the acrobatic improviser, him and Miles, but you can tell there's a lot more strength, a lot more raw power, aggression, which you saw both in the moves and how Peter talks. So yeah. it's not just what happens in gameplay, it's what happens, how the story plays out. Interesting. So how it affects him as well. Yeah. I mean you story. saw some of that in yeah. there's much more of that journey when you play the game. And I know the, the journey is also more expansive. You've got Queens, Brooklyn, so even more of sort of Yeah, city I mean, the city right? has pretty much doubled in size. So wow. it's, Man it's Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and then being able to use the web wings to traverse at yeah. speeds way faster than they were before um, is really awesome. Hugely ambitious game you guys have been building uh, over the past few years. We saw at the, um, at the PlayStation event, uh, it said at the end, fall 2023, and I yep. think... You know, we're like getting close to that. Are you guys feeling confident that you're going to make it this fall? You know, Jeff, I know you like exclusives. Yes. <laughs> and I can promise you we are very confident what we're going to tell you right now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a look. October 20th, Spider-Man 2, exclusively for PlayStation 5. Got it. Awesome. Well, Brian, thanks so much for Thank stopping by. I know you got a lot of work to do. Wrapping up the game, and we'll check it out in October. Thanks, Brian. Okay, well, I don't really need to say any more of that. They told you October 20th. Now, one thing I've wondered, because they do show you know artwork of, of Venom, and, of course, Venom is kind of a big, muscly uh, thing, as we were used to from, like, Eddie Brock. But you know who else has been big and muscly that they've already shown is Craven, and would it not be interesting if Craven ends up becoming a version of Venom? Venom, because I wonder if like Craven is going to be the overall big bad uh, combined with uh, the symbiote suit, so he becomes Venom. I do still think that would. I think I mentioned this not last week, maybe the week before, uh, but I I, th I find it might be interesting to see how Peter kind of gets taken over by the symbiote and Miles ends up having to fight Peter to try to save him and get that, the Venom symbiote off of him. Uh, I would like to see if that happens. That would be very interesting, uh, and I, I look forward to that interesting story point there. Uh, I actually did recently, uh, at the Free Comic Book Day, I, I did get the kind of an origin of Venom. Uh, Marvel Milestone, was it? It's... it's I forgot what they call it with these collection books, and it's not with me in my studio here right now. But it uh, it, it collects at least all the like Amazing Spider-Man, all the different things with the symbiote. And I don't know if in Spectacular Spider-Man you see, 
Uh, but I didn't see a whole lot of where the, the Venom symbiote was making Peter act differently. I, I think the first time myself that I experienced seeing like Peter act differently from the symbiote was in Spider-Man, the animated series of the 90s. So I wonder if that was an idea they kind of cooked up there. Or if maybe in Spectacular Spider-Man they did go that direction to show that you know maybe Peter's personality was being altered. Because really, uh, the issues that were collected in this set didn't really show his, his personality being changed. But uh, it does show as soon as he realized that this uh, this alien symbiote was trying to take him over, that he had it removed quickly. Uh, he was like, oh, no, that's scary. i got to get this thing off of me. And, uh, and the Fantastic Four were trying to keep it contained, which they weren't able to for indefinitely. Eventually it did break out and uh, find him again and, of course, find Eddie Brock uh, in a very dramatic scene there so that we know. Uh, so uh, we do see that the symbiote does have a mind of its own and is uh, a bit vengeful and uh, a bit angry. But uh, it didn't seem to have that effect on Peter that I was reading. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking the anime series maybe is what brought that to light. Uh, now, this next thing, I don't think there's any dialogue here in this. I think it's just music. So let me click it and let's see what happens here. It's only a minute long. Okay, it is just music, if, if, I'm, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. And it's showing some gameplay for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, the first DLC, Dimension Shellshock. And this is just an announcement for it. Uh, the brand new Dimension Shellshock DLC coming later this year. In addition to a new game mode and character colors, Dimension Shellshock brings new playable fighters, including the Razor Sharp Usagi Yojimbo. The Steely Rabbit Samurai is ready to hop across dimensions to fight evil and witness a new style of otherworldly battles awaiting the Turtles. And uh, this gameplay trailer, it does show uh, different colors for the turtles, for Splinter. Uh, and, of course, Usagi Ujimbo is not a creation of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. It's, I forgot who actually created that character. But uh, the, he was included in the animated series in the 80s, so it's very cool that we get to bring him in to the the games here. And, uh, of course, this was a PlayStation trailer that I was just was looking at because that's typically what I find is PlayStation stuff because I have one. Uh, but yeah, it looks very exciting. So I'm uh, going through and playing through it again because I realized that the uh, PS5 version doesn't, does not port over my save files from PS4. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just have to play through it again and unlock AC Jones and level everybody up again and, you know, uh, get ready for the new story that's going to be added in here. Uh, so very excited. We don't know exactly when that's happening, but it's this year. Uh, I expect hopefully by the end of the summer we'll have it. Uh, there's here's something that's um, I mean this has already happened, but I'll go ahead and share this anyway. So it's in our biggest story update yet. I don't think there's going to be any dialogue here. Well, let me turn this down then because I don't think there's any dialogue that you're going to hear. But uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, uh, the remembering update, which has already happened, and it, it helps you basically... Uh, let me just read the, the what it says. In the biggest story update yet, uncover the mystery of the forgetting in the Forgotten Lands biome with help from magical resident of the mysterious Pumpkin House. Journey through the dreamscape, the dimension between dreams and reality, and experience epic story quests alongside your Disney and Pixar friends in the Valley. Celebrate everything Pixar in a brand new star path and earn unique prizes inspired by Pixar's, Pixar's iconic and upcoming films. Yes, there's some uh, element stuff in here. But basically, this wraps up the story that you get at the beginning of the game with the Forgotten 
I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't really played this far. Uh, I've actually got on the Neverland official gaming channel. I did try to not have like a, too much spoilers, but I just got some video of the ending and some of the final scenes after you solve the puzzles. I didn't want to spoil the puzzles, so it's after I've gotten the last puzzle and I put a key in there, and then you've got some there's some ending in different bits of story before you get to an end where you have the, the happy ending with the, the character known as the Forgotten, which I will not explain for you who do not know. Uh, but that is, it's already come out. It is available for those of you who have Disney's Dreamlight Valley. And one thing that I, I do want to complain about, and it's even showing it right now, there's some new Wally stuff, but this has become a sort of pay-to-win situation, which I knew was going to probably happen with uh, the makers of this is what? It's Dreamloft or Gameloft, which makes generally... Mobile games. There's the forgotten laughing there. Uh, Gameloft makes a lot of mobile games where it is a pay-to-win sort of thing. Like, oh, you want to? For a long time, I played one where you're making your own kind of Disney park that was very similar, where it had the Night Thorns kind of thing going. It was very similar to this game. Um, I forgot what they're. uh, Many of you probably have played it or familiar with it, or if you were Disney fans at all back before a long or a while back. Uh, but they had one where you basically kind of you get to put together your own Disney park, but you had to clean out some dark stuff that Maleficent was supposed to be responsible for in that version. Um, but in order to unlock a certain stuff, you know, you'd end up having to fork some money into it. And that's where I've, I've landed there. There's a certain currency that you only get sparingly in the game or you can purchase a lot of it. And I've gotten to where a lot of the things to unlock of their, when they have an event, if I really want to unlock the good stuff, I would have to spend money on it, which I don't think is right for someone like me who bought the game. I purchased it already. That you're going to, in order for me to keep getting stuff, you're going to constantly charge me more money. But I guess that is the way of things with DLC. You, you frequently have to pay for extra stuff, but the content that I would be willing to pay for, it might be additional story where it's almost like I get a whole new game section. That's that's kind of worth it then. You know, like, okay, I get like, it's almost like buying a, a whole other new game. This isn't like that. This is cosmetic stuff. This is just, oh, you want like maybe different clothing things or different little things to put on your clothing? Oh, here, shell out more of your hard-earned money. This, it becomes a cash grab. And so I'm not sure how much more I'm going to be playing with this game. Because I've now hit that that pay window part where I'm like, that that's it really sucks the fun out of uh, what was going on with this. So yeah, that's that's kind of where things are at. Uh, here's something else that I'm not entirely certain. There's going to be a lot of dialogue, but uh, the Metal Gear Solid Three remake, also known as Metal Gear Delta, uh, they had a uh, they've confirmed it. Uh, there's some more to talk about in here, but I don't know if there's going to be any. Oh, okay, I just have the article because yeah, I think the video that I saw of it was only just some audio. But what's interesting is because, you know, this is Metal Gear 3, a Solid 3 Snake Eater getting kind of remade for, for modern systems. But also they've talked about a remastered uh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 with the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Now, considering this is a Volume 1, I figure they're eventually going to put out Volume 2 to put the other ones. Now, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. I've really only played through the first two. I started to play the third one, but after I didn't like the second one much. And when I started playing the third one, I was like, because I played it kind of back to back, I was like, oh, I know, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. And the original Metal Gear Solid, I remember when it first came out, I was super excited and I bought it. And uh, as I've gotten older, I'm like, some of the, your 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 boss characters, I kind of get like, just die already. They go on for like ten minute speeches of how awful war is. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. We're, we're, you know, why are we preaching this at me? I'm playing it. You're, you're basically, 
It's like you're preaching a message that's totally the opposite of what this game, the gameplay is like in this game. It seems odd. But it's like, okay, I don't need you to go on for 10 minutes while you're slowly dying to tell me how awful this was. You know, so I kind of get bothered. The last time I was trying to play through Metal Gear Solid, I kind of like quit like halfway through. I'm like, I can't. I'm tired of getting preached at by these characters. So, uh, but I, I'm still, you know, I, I still enjoyed playing the game back when it came out. So I think I would be interested in picking this up. Uh, this is expected to come out. Is it on this page? Uh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking we're supposed to get this collection here, hopefully by the end of the year, but I cannot confirm that. I have not seen anything on any websites or anything that says exactly. Uh, well, no, it does say Konami will release a collection of the first few Metal Gear Solid games later this summer, uh, is what it says here at Polygon. So, uh, hopefully we'll... We'll get in there. And it does mention Hideo Kojima's follow-up to the groundbreaking and device of Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, was met with near-universal acclaim when it was first released. So, yes, Metal Gear Solid 2 was divisive because you think you're going to get to play Solid Snake, and then suddenly you're getting thrown to this other character. Pretty early on, you're like, wait a minute, what? I'm not playing a Solid Snake anymore? Who's who's this guy? Uh, so, yeah, and that I, I didn't like the new character. Um but also, while we're mentioning this, you know, we're also awaiting a remake of Silent Hill 2, which I'd kind of like to get a remake of the first one. I, I I played Silent Hill 2 after it's been hyped up and everything. I, I went through and I played it where they'd kind of remastered it a bit for on a play, play a Station 3. And it was all right. It's good. I mean, it, it's, de- it's definitely good, but I like the original better. The original one was scary. I, I, the second one I didn't find to be scary. So, I don't know. I just didn't get into it as much. But I'd like them to remaster and you know and do some stuff with the original would be nice. All right, here's something I just found out about today. These are dangerous times. At least that's what I hear. The Empire. They're everywhere. But the world here belongs to the syndicates. If I want to survive, I have to play their game. Looks like I'm all in. She's in here somewhere. On second thought, I'm out. Ship, Jalen. Give me a chance. You're gonna have to trust me. You'll be dangerous, risky. But if you pull this off, you'll never look over your shoulder again. The underworld shows no mercy. 
it's a big galaxy out there. And I'm gonna risk it all. Star Wars Outlaws, coming 2024. All right, so uh, 2024, watch this is the world premiere trailer for Star Wars Outlaws, introducing Scoundrel K. Vess in the first ever open-world Star Wars game coming out next year. Uh, this is set between the events of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. You get to explore distinct planets across the galaxy, both iconic and new. Risk it all, S.K. Vess, an emerging, emerging scoundrel seeking freedom and the means to start a new life, along with her companion, Nyx, which is like this little furry alien pet-looking thing. Fight, steal, and outwit your way through the galaxy's crime syndicate as you join the galaxy's most wanted. And this is from Ubisoft. So this, you know, looks interesting. They uh, also released uh, a, a about a 10-minute-long gameplay trailer to get a look at some of the gameplay. And this, it's... Uh, Kind of reminiscent, I'd say, of Red Dead Redemption 2 and the, and the game mechanics. Uh, that's what at least reminded me of, with a little bit of a stealth mechanic going along there as well. Uh, so, it's uh, I think this is going to be interesting. I want to definitely check this out. Uh, it, with, as far as the open world, it looks like, you, of course, you do get to visit other planets. I don't know how big each planet section will be. Uh, I think they did a pretty good job with uh, kind of opening up the world with the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Uh, with having lots of things to do as you went to each planet, although you were really going to a very particular section of each planet. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, it looks interesting. Uh, to be interested to learn more about it as we go on. Now, these next trailers, I haven't. I, I don't think I've looked at these particular trailers. I did look at some of the stuff on the game when they were announcing it Friday night, but I don't know what's in this, this teaser here. It's animated teaser. Hopefully there's some dialogue. All right, I'm going to figure there's no dialogue to this. It's just kind of an animated, kind of anime style showing off this game. This is the Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, uh, which is uh, coming January 18th of next year. And it says, many dangers await Sargon in Mount Quaff? Quaff? I don't know. Embark with him on an exhilarating journey, encountering many perilous challenges along the way. Dive right into the action to discover his exceptional abilities. Dash into a stylish and thrilling action adventure platformer set in a mythological Persian world where the boundaries of time and space are yours to manipulate. Play a Sargon and evolve from sword-wielding prodigy to extraordinary legend as you master acrobatic combat and unlock new time powers and unique super ability. This also, of course, coming from Ubisoft. So, uh, they they showed some of the gameplay on Friday, and it's very much it's platforming action uh, with, of course, some of the parkour. Uh, elements we kind of got used to with from Sands of Time and that that those series games, uh, they you know keep rebooting the Prince of Persia series as different types of games. Uh, but I have seen uh, PlayStation Access is a, a good YouTube channel. They've talked about getting a chance to actually play this, and they said it was good. They enjoyed it. Of course, they're actually an official PlayStation channel though too, so everything is they say is good. Uh, so it might not actually be that great, but it looks cool. Uh, so I think I'll you know, check this out. We're playing as a different character who's not the, the prince, which is interesting. All right, moving on to the next thing. This is something else that I just saw today. I have not watched, but uh, those of you who are fans of Avatar, this is Frontiers of Pandora. 
Sorry, it's not in English. I haven't looked at this. I've never watched any of these movies. So. The RDA's greed poisoned our world. Secure the perimeter. All threats must be eliminated. They took everything from us. From me. I was trained in their ways. Their technology. Their weapons. Things that a Nazi should not know. And then one day, they left. Hell's Gate is under attack. Evacuate now. Kill all the Navi children. But before they did, our teacher saved us and put us to sleep. This is your only chance to survive. And there I remained for 15 years. Until one day, I awoke. And I was free. Free to explore my world. Free to decide who I was going to be. What I was meant to do. Now you see what they kept you from. Your true home. Now Pandora is under attack again. Don't let the Na'vi get in our way. Get rid of them. And I have a choice to make. I choose to protect my home. So those of you that would be interested in this sort of a thing. Sivako. Let's see here. Uh, it says, said after the events of the first Avatar film, you'll embark on a journey across the western frontier and never-before-seen continent of Pandora as you join other Navi clans to protect Pandora from the formative forces of the RDA. Created in collaboration with Disney and James Cameron production company Lightstorm Entertainment, you will experience first-person open-world action-adventure game exclusively developed to maximize the power of new-gen consoles. And PC. Yep, yeah, those darn evil white colonizing humans. Yeah, sorry, I'm not really into this. So, yeah, I don't know. The, the story of what I know of, of Avatar I, has not been interested. Not been interested at all. Okay. And uh, I did find an article that was trying to, I was trying to collect some of the news. This is uh, all those just what was posted on June 8th. So anything I maybe have not mentioned, I have got up here. They did show some footage of the Mortal Kombat 1. This is... 
the sort of reimagining reboot of the Mortal Kombat franchise where Liu Kang has become a fire god and he's created his own world and a Mortal Kombat has happened and there's Raiden in here, but Raiden is not a god. Now Raiden is just a regular guy uh, or going through and training to be like the quote-unquote chosen one. Uh, and there's different versions of all the different characters. Uh, Fortnite is revealing a Transformers crossover. We've also got Sonic Superstars, which is a new 2D classic Sonic game coming out this year. And that actually features a lot of different characters that are players are playable, including Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy Rose. And you can even play four players at the side at the same time, side-scrolling with 3D art style. Uh, this might be fun. This is coming out this fall. Now, there was a big gameplay reveal for Alan Wake 2, where we got a good look at some of the gameplay, and they're doing more... Uh, what I call the Resident Evil style now, where that, it's that over the right shoulder that we're seeing more common in uh, the remakes of Resident Evil games. Uh, so they went with that angle. Uh, seems like it's going to work pretty good. I still have the questions: Is if did, did, did we just see Max Payne there as an FBI agent? Is that really him, or is it just that they happen to use the same voice and the same original guy who works there at Remedy that they, was the face for the original Max Payne games? I don't know if because using his face. And then using the voice of Max Payne at the same time made me think, is that Max Payne? Are they connecting that? Because they have connected control with the Alan Wake franchise and some other games. So Remedy's kind of creating their own universe. Uh, also, you've got Like a Dragon Gaiden is coming in November. Star Trek Infinite was announced, which uh, this, I think, is stuff I haven't looked at before. I think I'm moving on here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit, uh, turn off the autoplay real quick. But, oh, what did I just hit? I guess I didn't like what I just hit. I tried to turn off auto plane, it didn't like me. I'm gonna just try to hit the play button. Can I do that? Captain's log, star date 43152.4. Our fleet is cautiously entering hostile territory. And the crew is standing by. <laughs> So Picard Day is June 16th, and that's when we're supposed to be getting more of this. I gotta stop this before it tries to play the next, uh, like a trailer for some movie. Uh, so by next time you hear an episode, I will try to have more information about whatever Star Trek Infinite is. I don't know if it's uh, connected with Star Trek Online, which I haven't played that in a long time. I used to have a lot of fun playing Star Trek Online when I first got my PS4, uh, and I didn't have any games to play. That was free for me to play. I mean, there were some extra stuff I could have gotten with some money, but I was having fun just playing it uh, for free. And uh, but it's been a very long time. John Carpenter decided he needed to make a game. It's called Toxic Commando. Uh, I don't know if there's anything really uh, some audio I can play for you on that one. Uh, this is it's supposed to be an ode to '80s action and horror, which of course, because this is John Carpenter, what did you expect? This is supposed to be coming next year to Xbox, PS5, and PC. Uh, Sandland, a new action game from Akira Toriyama and Bandai Namco. This is apparently a manga. Uh, called Sandland, and I'm not familiar with it, but it's got a really neat style. Uh, it's it's got the art style of the the, the artist, and they've kind of done three dimension, but have like the line drawing on the three dimensional characters to make them look like the the manga. And there's something called Power World, but they said it's like Pokemon with guns. Uh, that I don't think this was made by Nintendo. 
I have a feeling Nintendo's not going to be happy with these people. Uh, but they've made like these weird, oh, but they're bigger monsters. They're not pocket-sized monsters, but they look like Pokemon, And but they have big guns. Let's see. Uh, we also found out about Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Uh, there's going to be a beta on that. This is going to be a mobile game. Uh, this is supposed to be some story that's focused on the origins of Soldier. You have Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, which is a new action RPG from the creators of Vampire, or Vampire, I guess, with the Y. Baldur's Gate 3, which you have Jason Isaacs playing a major villain. Twisted Metal debuts on Peacock July 27th, and they've showed some stuff on that. I uh, probably won't be covering that because that's going to be probably gory and uh, stuff like that. Not really our type of cup of tea, what we cover here. Uh, Marvel Snap's getting a new competitive mode. We got a new look at Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Well, they're kind of in trouble after uh, an incident I'm not going to get into. Uh, they they banned out some additional content because people were trying to protect the kids, but that's a whole other thing. Path of Exile, Path of Ex- Exile 2, which the Path of Exile game you can play for free. I played a little bit of it. It's pretty neat. It's very much a Diablo 3 clone. Uh, so it's been a long time coming. I guess there's a second one. Exo Primal is getting a crossover with Street Fighter 6. Exo Primal is a Capcom game. I actually was just seeing them talk about where there's dinosaurs and uh, exosuits. Uh, Liza P has a demo out that you can download, by the way. I mentioned it before. Uh, Netflix shares Witcher Season 3 trailer. Uh, that is very much very mature, more mature than what we cover on this show. Uh, Warhammer 40K, Space Marine 2 reveals some co-op. Uh, Nicholas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. What he is wearing seems to be similar to what he's wearing in a new movie that I've seen a trailer for, where it seems like he's playing the devil. It's called Sympathy for the Devil. Uh, so, yeah. And then another game called Yes, Your Grace is getting a sequel called Snowfall. Uh, I've heard of this game. Witchfire comes to early access in September. Not sure what that is. Remnant 2. Uh, there's a lot of different games. I'm just going to you know skip there. I don't think there's anything major that I want to jump at. Oh, Party Animals. That looks cute. I feel like this something about this. Uh, it's a brawler game featuring adorable animals coming to Xbox and PC. Well, this looks ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so that's all the major uh, news things that I had to share with you. Uh, now, uh, before we go, uh, we're going to stop off and visit the trailer park. Mama, another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, I just have two trailers for you. One of them uh, was kind of unexpected. But uh, here's one. Uh, this has been a little bit of a while back. We got a, a another or a full look, I guess, at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I do have a few things to say about this one, but uh, take a listen. Can I take it? I'm awesome. Boys, where have you been? We're just running errands. That's it? Look, we're really sorry, Splinter. Some of the guys wanted to get pizza, and I tried to talk them out of it. You ratted us out. Hey, don't use that word that way. I mean, it's 2023. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) Hey, guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted... What would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. This is insane. Turtles, mutant, karate teens. I want to know everything about you. Our dad is definitely not a giant rat. That makes me feel like he's a rat. Police are baffled by the recent crime wave led by a super fly. 
Nobody's ever seen his face. Why? Because he kills everyone who does. No, not cool. A bit cool. Can I kick it? We take out super far, and then everyone will think we're cool. They'll accept us. Can I kick it? He's making a deal tonight under the Brooklyn Bridge. Can I kick Kick what the? Y'all some little tortoises, huh? I can't believe there are other mutants. You want to roll with us? Oh! Humans are never gonna like us. So we gonna let the mutants rule the earth. People's they got to go. Okay, um, sort of a twist. We can't stop him. We gotta try. Six in the morning, police at my door. My son, Michael Angelo, you have heart. Donatello, you have wisdom. Raphael, you have bravery. And Leonardo, honor. Enough talk. I dream about fighting every night. You've got a rage problem, oh, right? It's not a problem. So this is coming out of August 2nd. Uh, let's see. We do have a description here. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. After years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers through heroic acts. Their new friend April O'Neil helps them take on Mysterious Crime Syndicate, but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. And, uh, yeah, we've got... I kind of like this. Giancarlo Esposito is playing Baxter Stockman. Uh, but he's already a mutant uh, fly in this. Uh, we get you know Mondo Gecko, Leatherhead, which Rose Burns playing Leatherhead is that a lady? Well, Post Malone is Ray Filet, Genghis Frog, Wingnut in here, Cynthia Utram, I guess. Okay, well Utram is what actually yeah, Krang was supposed to be. Uh, so they're trying to bring in a lot of different stuff. Ice Cube is playing Superfly. Oh, maybe Baxter Stockman is not the one turned into a fly. Seth Rogen is voicing Bebop. John Cena is Rocksteady. Jackie Chan, I like that. Jackie Chan is Splinter, uh, although it's kind of odd that he's going to have more of a Chinese-style accent instead of Japanese, but uh, I don't know if anybody in Japan is going to be upset or not. I have no idea that he's not going to sound Japanese. He's going to sound Chinese, more Mandarin with his accent. Uh, I'm not really, I mean, the. I swear, I like Donnie sounds like an eight-year-old. <laughs> and, of course, it's typical because he's the smart one. He's got to have glasses. He's got to be the nerdy one. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very cliche. I like the design and look of the turtles. I hate the design of everything else. The animation style, it's kind of, I don't, it's, it's it's one of the things I don't like the newer Spider-Man movies. I don't really care for that animation style, um, where it's kind of jerky. And that's what it seems like they were trying to do, except for these look more three-dimensional than the, the Spider-Verse characters do. Uh, and I'm, I do not have any faith that Seth Rogen is not going to have ruined this. I, I'm not a fan of Seth Rogen. So, uh, him being behind this, I, you know, and heck, I haven't seen any jokes that I thought were actually funny. And they try to think, you know, it's, of course, a normal thing. Like, yeah, we they usually don't make rat comments around Splinter. They kind of, you know, that's that's not a new thing. But, oh, it's 2023, Michelangelo. Oh, my goodness. Like, get with the modern ages. Uh, aren't you all kind of tired of that kind of attitude a bit? I am. Uh, so I am not excited for this. And I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I, I feel like I've been burned with two Michael Bay movies, and now I'm getting this. And I don't have any expectations for this. Uh, really, I don't. And, you know, I love the turtles, but ugh, ugh. 
All right, one more trailer. This is something I just saw was coming today. I've been hearing that it was coming, but now we finally got a, a an official trailer for it. The Stan Lee documentary going to come to Disney Plus in just a few days. Look great, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, that's a camera wrap on the creator of Iron Man, Stanley. Hi, I'm Stan Lee, editor of the Marvel Comics Group of superhero comic magazines. We didn't have any money. It was during the Depression, but I would read everything I could get my hands on. And man, I felt as though I could go anywhere. What I tried to do was write the kind of stories I would want to read. Our superheroes are the kind of people that you or I would be if we had a superpower. It's really a religious crusade, I like to think. Stan was always an upbeat person. I never saw him angry. There are so many bad things in the world that if you can entertain somebody for a while, it's a good thing. If you really want to change things and make them better, you've got to plunge in. Streaming June 16th. It's just simply called Stan Lee. And one week, Stan Lee, an original documentary, begins streaming June 16th, it says. And that's pretty much all we have. It's his origin story, his legacy, in his own words. Stan had been interviewed and talked so many different things and so many different times. There's so many different interviews with him. I even have when the the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man came out, there's actually I, – I got a, a, a collector's package where I bought a, a sit-down conversation between Kevin Smith and Stan Lee. That's part of it, which I haven't watched that in a good long time. But uh, so you've got enough of him talking about uh, his past and how he got to where he was. There, you know, he's done, did so many interviews, was always you know talking to the public that really you could piece together all the stuff he talked about, and you've got enough stuff where he can narrate his own documentary because he's told all his stories. So uh, this is supposed to be coming up in just four days. By the end of the week, uh, this Friday, it will be on Disney Plus, and I plan to watch this because you know Stan had a big impact, of course, on my life and so many others like the Walt Disney of comic books. But that's going to wrap up everything that I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing about some new games coming out and a couple of new movies. And maybe some of you are interested in that Turtle movie. Uh, you'll have to tell me if you liked it or not, because I don't think I'm going. Uh, but anyways, we'd like to remind you to go to NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find a link right there in the middle of the page for my podcast reviews. You can leave me a review, and if you happen to have a podcast... You can find out how you can get a nice deal to get all your reviews collected and sent to you via email. But of course, we do like to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro. Don't forget, you can send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. I have a Twitter page where I basically just announce uh, new podcast episodes. Uh, mainly on Facebook, I would go to the group because the group is where we can start having some conversation. And uh, I need to work on that and have some more conversation. So y'all come out and join me on Facebook in the group. And let's uh, let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's, let's have a good time. Uh, I, I want to have some fun on there with y'all and, and get some good discussions. And I know I've got some members, but let's let's boost that membership and let's, let's start uh, making some use of that. There's a fan page, but it doesn't really allow y'all to talk to me. And I don't, I don't want to use that one. And I have to go to a different profile, and I'm not even talking as me. I'm talking as the podcast or something. So I'd rather jump in the group and so we can interact. It'll be fun. So, yeah. And also, don't forget, you can donate to Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. 
You can find links for that on the website, by the way, NeverlandPodcast.com. It's also where you can find our store, where you can find some fun designs that you can get on T-shirts. Uh, I think you can get it on the coffee cups. You can get it on your phone case. All kinds of different fun stuff that you can get there. And every little bit does help us out to keep this show rolling because it does cost me money out of my pocket. But I do this because I'm having fun sharing this stuff with y'all and uh, having a good time with you. Uh, so uh, that kind of wraps everything up. So as we say every week, now that we're at the end of the show, it is time to get lost in an adventure. And I'll see you next time. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.